show, Shapeshifters. So tonight's Shapeshifter failed Standard 8, but he did get his matric. And he runs a massive business today, and he's an inspiring guy. His name is Ryan Bacos. He's the chief executive of a business called Bacos Brothers, which if you're in Cape Town, you may not be too familiar. Have you got outlets in Cape Town? No, we don't. Okay, so if you're in Cape Town, you're not going to know Bacos Brothers. But if you want very posh furniture sourced from all over the world, um, Bacos Brothers in Joburg is the place to do it. It started in, what, the 50s, 60s? It started in 1971. 71, okay. Let me just talk into the microphone, please, Brian. Ryan, there we go. Um, the, the brother... The five brothers, right? Yes, there were five brothers. Yeah. Now there's four. Okay. But the, the Bacos brothers, um, Lebanese descent? Correct. Um, tell me a bit more about them. The brothers, in 1971, you know, they decided they were all working in furniture stores before that. In their own furniture stores? or Dean and Richards okay. and um, a few others. What happened was my father, Dennis, he moved from Nalsprate up to... Um, Johannesburg, and he got a job in one of the furniture stores. So what happened was that as the brothers slowly started getting older and the grandfather, Francis, said, all right, it's enough of school for you. It's time for you to go and get a job. So they bailed on school early. They also, they are, they did. Okay. Correct. So but, what, but, but this is, I, I really like the story. So each, every single one of the brothers bailed on school early. They, you matriculated. They, uh, matriculated. You did. Correct. Um, but the brothers didn't, yet they built this fantastic Johannesburg furniture phenomenon um, with, without matriculating, without fancy university degrees and chartered accountants, degree, you know, chartered accountants qualifications. Correct. You know, um, a knack for business, uh, smooth talkers. I don't know what it is. It's Good salesman. Good salesman. Definitely the best salesman. You, you can't go into that shop without having your arm twisted very hard. <laughs> um, you know, and that's why I haven't been back for years. I was scared I might have to buy something. Uh, but, but, but these guys, I mean, and family businesses are notoriously difficult. Family businesses are notoriously fraught with politics and complexity. And you Correct. stole my lunch when I was five and I still resent you for a kind of stuff. And that's just between two siblings. Correct. You put five brothers under a single roof? How does that work? No, it's, it's special. It's the, the brothers are definitely very unique. You know, um, Some brothers can't even sit down and have lunch together. These brothers have worked together for Bacchus Brothers is now 43 years old. And you know, I've been asked this question before, and the best thing I can say is just absolute respect for one another. And you know, obviously there's disagreements and so on, but there, it doesn't ever get bad and... You know, the brothers kind of like stop each other from fighting with each other. And it's like, okay, 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 let's let's do this and let's do that. You know, so, yeah, it's something to be very proud of. It is very special. What are the ages of the brothers today? Right. Between? My, between? Between my old man, Dennis, is yes. 72. Right. And my uncle, Tyron, who's the youngest, I would think he's about 63. Are I they, might be wrong. Are they all? Yeah, but they're in their 60s and 70s. Correct. Are yeah. they still involved? Yes, they are involved. Um, my uncle Bernard, Norman, and Tyron are still working in the Bacos Furniture. My father, Dennis, runs Bacos Property Group, which is another arm of the Bacos Group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my 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 uncle Bernard, Norman, and Tyron—they all work in the stores. But you know, semi-retired, they can come and go when they want. Um, you know, we have managers in each branch; they don't have to worry about who's in, who isn't. You know, leave, etc. And they they're there primarily to assist with customers because, um, as you know, they are top dog salesmen. Absolutely. And, um, you know, with product design, product choice, etc. 
Um, how do have they remained relevant over forty three years? Because styles change, the you know, fashions change. How have they remained relevant? You know, furniture is definitely fashion. You know, colors do come and go. Um, but there is a classic section in Backus Brothers where you know those antique and reproduction antique furniture is, and those designs have been around for eight hundred years plus. Sure. So it's you know, my uncles call it the eye of the tiger. Right, and that's when you select a modern piece or a classic piece. It needs to look right. It needs to have balance. The proportions need to be correct. You know, you can choose, you can see a hundred chairs, but really one chair is, is perfectly designed with the correct proportions, and that's the one that we would be choosing. Okay, so if it's complicated enough to run and grow a business with five brothers, they then choose one of the children to become CEO of a family business. Now, yeah. that must have been an interesting kitchen conversation. Well, you know, there's only three sons out of all five brothers. Okay. Right? It's myself, my brother, Sheldon, and then my cousin, Dean, Norman's son. Okay. My brother, Sheldon's an architect and a, pro- and a developer. So, so he's, he's in the property business, is he? Yeah, he's got his own property business, okay. and he's doing pretty well. And then my cousin, Dean, he's studying to be a CA, and he's 22. He's still got his articles to do. So once he's done that, then we'll rope him into the business. Does he have a choice? No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from the five brothers, three boys, and um, what about girls? Don't girls, lots of girls. Sure. Do, 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 do female <clears throat> children in the Backhouse family get, get a look in in the business? Yes. Um, I've got two cousins that work in the business, Corinne and Nikki. Yeah. They both work in our design and decor department. This department is where we handle our big deals. If, we want, if a customer wants us to furnish the entire house from bedrooms to lounge to kitchen to all of that, they're the girls that my cousin Corinne is an interior decorator. She'll put it all together, do the proposals, make sure that the customer um, you know, gets what they're looking for. And then my cousin Nikki is, is working in that department as well, and she's the like relations manager. She makes sure that the customers um, get informed continually, how's it going, et cetera, et cetera. Do the, the, the uncles, uh, do they take direction from the new whippersnapper chief executive? Because how old are you? I am 35. 35. Um, do, do they take direction? No, look, we listen. We, 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 we talk and we listen amongst each other. You know, um, when it comes to style and design and so on, you know, the brothers, you know, they, they know what's going on and I'll listen to what they have to say, especially when it comes to pieces of furniture. But when it comes to direction and business and so on, we all talk together and, you know, we make a decision and we say, this is what we want to do, this is where we're going to go ahead and then we go for it. Uh, and that dynamic must be quite an interesting uh, way of sorting things out because it's collective in a sense, but ultimately you as the chief executive um, need to make the final call. Yeah, it's have you true. Had to make, have, you had to, have you had to make some, some, some controversial family calls? Sure, very, <laughs> especially in the beginning. Um, it was very tough. You know, when, I, when I became CEO, I was 29, and I was one of the youngest in the whole company. Very, very difficult times. I had to really prove myself, earn the respect, from staff to everyone. So it was a little bit controversial in the beginning, but eventually, you know, I won over the staff, I won over the uncles, everyone bought into the vision, and, you know, we got down doing what we do, and that is, you know, providing South Africans and Africans with the greatest furniture that we can give them. Family businesses tend to have people who work for family businesses for an awfully long time. The business is 43 years old. You must have staff who have been there for a big proportion of that time. Yeah, the longest staff member we have is um, Philip and Corsi. He works in Nalspreit, and he has been working for us for 39 years. 
extraordinary. Yeah. And then we have 35 years, yeah, 32 yeah. years, and all the way down. So the business then, which is, with its origins in Nelspreit, yes. um, still there's a presence there. Correct. Is there a lot of money in Nelspreit? Because your, your stuff isn't cheap. You're, you're not the discount furniture shop of the world. You know, no, that's this, the perception that the, we have been trying to break <laughs> for so long. Do you're, you know that we manufacture? Do you know that we manufacture our own sofas? Therefore, our couches are more affordable than people think. Because there is no import duties, etc. Our couches are very excellent Italian <laughs> quality couches for very good prices. But but you're not Ellerines or JD Green. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. But but there, there's there's enough money in Nelspreit, and I suppose there's yes. that corridor into Mozambique. Hundred percent. There's a lot of new money in Mozambique as That's well, correct. which you'll be serving. That's correct. And in Mozambique, there's no high-end furniture stores, so <clears throat> middle to high-end furniture stores. So. We're pretty well position, uh, positioned for Mozambique and for the um, Nalspreit area. My father had a Bacchus Brothers store yes. in Nalspreit. I grew up in Nalspreit and I only came to Joburg when I was 10 years old. So we did have brand presence down there. Everyone did know us. So it was pretty logical for us to have a store down there eventually. Okay. So, so you, there's a Bacchus outlet in, in, in Nalspreit. Uh, what sort of presence, what sort of physical presence do you have? In Nelspreit? No, uh, 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 oh, elsewhere. Globally. What's oh, your global Not yet. Globally is coming. But, um, oh, really? Okay. Pretoria. We've got a store in Pretoria. And then we have our three stores in Joburg, which is Dunkeld, Fourways, and Santon City. Okay. So it's a substantial presence. Uh, on Facebook this evening, a guy called Leon Wasserman contacts us. Mm. And he says, I'm looking forward to your interview with Backhouse Brothers. I've got wonderful memories of working with Dennis Bernard and Tyron at Green and uh, Gene and Richards and Market Street, Johannesburg, when I was 20 years old. I'm now 69. As young guys, they were so dynamic and destined to be successful. Incredible close family. And maybe that's the secret of running the family business. Ryan Backhouse has been chief executive of Backhouse Brothers for the last six years. He took over at the age of 29, is now 35, um, and is allowed to run the family business in consultation with the uncles, um, which I, I think must be a fascinating dynamic. You recently, however, probably took your biggest financial bet so far with the acquisition of a furniture manufacturer called Gordon Fraser. Which, if anybody knows furniture in South Africa, these are guys who've been manufacturing for or more than half a, 78 years. years. Correct. I mean, why buy them? Is that also a family business? Yes, it was a family business. We actually bought them out of liquidation. So oh, shame. what okay. we are currently busy doing now is uh, moving that factory into our factory, which is here in Weinberg in Santon. Uh, that move will take probably the rest of this year, and we will start production early 2015. Um, their, their range is – they're they known for – an English-styled um, furniture catalogue. They do those expensive leather-top desks and that sort of Correct. stuff. I said expensive those. again, didn't I? I'm sorry. They, you did those, they do those beautiful leather-top desks. Absolutely. Okay. And when we start running our bulk for that th through that factory, it'll be price competitive. Okay. But So we're busy moving that factory over, and those products will be available exclusively in Backus Brothers from early next year. Um, people in Johannesburg and the decorators are, you know, know Gordon Fraser yeah. very well and the capabilities of that factory. And the benefits out of that is because of our volume and et cetera, we'll be able to offer those products at better prices than they were before. 
I find it interesting because you talk about local manufacture. We get told that manufacturing locally is just not viable. We don't have proper skills in South Africa, that South Africa's skills bereft. It's cheaper to go and manufacture in China. I went into a furniture shop the other day um, and said, oh, these are nice tables. Where do they come from? And they come from South Korea or something. Correct. Uh, um, and it's New Zealand wood that is then taken off to Asia, manufactured in Asia, put on a ship, Correct. delivered to South Africa at a fraction of the price of, of locally manufactured you know, the problem with sourcing from China and so on, the, what gives us a bit of a price assistance is the 30% tax duty that when you import from China. Yeah. And also, when you are importing, it limits your variety and your lead times. True. We can offer a desk, or let's just talk about couches, which we manufacture ourselves. You can have a couch. You can have a, a pick of 30 different types of models in a variety of 30 different types of combinations in 15 different fabrics or out of the thousands of fabrics from all the local fabric houses. And you can have that munch, you can have that couch within a month to two months. At the moment, our order book is running at about six weeks for a couch. Why is it that the furniture industry, if you try and buy anything, oh no, lead time is six weeks. Why not just employ more people and get lead time to be a week? So that you can stock. forecast your raw materials, <laughs> so that you can make sure you can plan. Um, but we are ramping up production. Business yeah. has been very good for us this year. And um, currently, are, as, I, as I mentioned, but if you order this year, you can still get your couch delivered in 2015. I'd just like to mention that. Um, absolutely. I mean, one, one looks at the, the environment. Also, tough economic times. I mean, do you, do you, are you vulnerable to, to market fluctuations? Are you vulnerable to, to economic times? Because we, we see luxury goods, for example, sort of uh, the upper end of the retail sector seems to be quite uh, immune to, to tough times. Fortunately for us, we have had um, this year has actually been the best year we've ever had. And last year we grew by 21% year on year. And this year we're sitting at around about 48% growth. So, but, but where is that growth coming from? It can't just be South Africa. You, you, you mentioned earlier, you touched on the fact that you're doing quite a lot of export out of the country. Correct. We do, we do a substantial amount of African business across all of the SADC countries, right up to Nigeria and Kenya. Um, what happens is uh, our brand is pretty well known up there and the guys don't – they can either pick between Europe – and Dubai to go buy their furniture, yeah. or they can come down to South Africa. And our international turnover is very hinged on the rand. When the rand starts slipping, like it is now at 11 rand and so, um, we get a lot more international business. When the rand was strong at 7.3, you know, our international business slowed down a little bit. But at the moment, we're very busy, and, yeah, we're entertaining African clientele Sure, on a weekly basis. And, and how does that dynamic work? I mean, I've been to the Louis Vuitton shop in Santon City, for example, and there's a cash machine behind the, the desk. It's just there's a lot of cash business that comes through the door, no doubt. Um, so, so. But the world, you know, in South Africa, everyone's scared of cash. So yeah. we don't really deal in a lot of cash. You know, okay. EFT, you get your money immediately or in two days, it's much easier and no security risk. The dynamics of taking a house full of furniture from manufacturing plants in South Africa and taking it off to, to Lagos or to Abuja or, or, or to Mombasa, yep. wherever it might be destined yep. for, that, that must I be have, quite a logistical exercise. It is. And all I have to say is pack the goods properly in that <laughs> container. That's all I can say. Make sure you're insured properly. Um, damages always happen. It's, yeah. it's a, damages is a crisis in a furniture business. And um, it is a very big challenge. But, you know, you, 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 you wrap the product properly. You plan properly. You make sure it's all correct. And when it gets there, you open it up just as you've packed it. It makes your life a little bit easier. What's your plan as a young chief executive of 
quite a rapidly growing and dynamic family business. How do, where, where does what's the next step in this? There's a property division in this business. There is this business. You you sublet some of your space, and there's a guy who's selling fancy English shoes and all that sort of stuff. Correct. within the Bacos environment, what's, in the Dunkeld Centre. Mm. The the future for Bacos Brothers is definitely expansion. What we want to do is finish our our ambitions of becoming vertically integrated, which means that we want to manufacture the majority of our furniture ourselves. Once this Gordon Fraser or the new Backos factory is uh, running, we'll probably be producing about 80% of our own lines right here in South Africa using South African staff and South African suppliers. You mentioned earlier there is nothing wrong with South African labor when it comes to furniture. We are actually, as South Africans, very big furniture producers. Um. The expansions is definitely Durban and Cape Town. We've got stores coming up there in 2016. Where, where are you putting a store in Cape Town? We care about Cape Town, not so much about Durban because no one listens <laughs> there because we're not there. In Cape Town, there's been a few stores that we've identified, and uh, these stores still need to be will, will, have, will you have multiple outlets, though, in Cape Town? No, okay. you know, we're destination-based, thank goodness. So customers will come to us if they're looking for a couch. Uh, so we're going to only look for one store in, the, in Cape Town. There's a few, there's a few sites that we've, that we've um, highlighted and we'll probably be confirming by the, this year. Okay. I mean, so, so Cape Town is on the cards. You've got a national footprint then. Do you have yeah. – um, do, do you sort of look at Lagos? Are you tempted to go and put a, put a destination store, a showroom in Very Lagos? Much. To, Very much so. Take it there? Um, Africa, as we all know, is booming, and we can see it in our own business about how much um, business is coming our way from Africa. Uh, it's definitely our ambition. Uh, f- first for us is to fix our manufacturing, to get everything running ourselves, uh, open up, uh, get a national footprint first. Once we've got that and everything is running smoothly, then we'll definitely hit the green light for opening up in SADC regions. Ryan Bacos, thanks for sharing the story. The chief executive of Bacos Brothers, managing the family dynamic, managing an evolving business in a changing African continent and supplying an African market hungry for South African quality. It's a nice story to tell. Thank you, Ryan Bacos, for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me.